I think that they need to stop dragging their feet and give us some delicious chicken sandwiches back. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the River Chase podcast. I'm your host, Chase Horton, and in this podcast we'll be talking about the highlights of our neighborhood and the happenings in Hoover. First off, we have a congratulations to give out. Shout out to our neighbor, Nicole Nelson McLaughlin, for going on the Today Show and cooking a meal with a celebrity chef. That's very cool. Always great to have excellent chefs in the neighborhood, so congratulations for that accomplishment. There are so many things I love about living in our neighborhood. I love the lakes, I love the golf course, I love the country club, but what I'd say I love even more than that is our neighborhood Facebook group. I absolutely love when y'all get after each other in there in the comments and I just get a bag of popcorn and sit back and read what you have to say. So each episode here, I'm going to pick a favorite post. Now this might be from a little bit in the past, it might be from recently, it just depends on your performance in the group. And one that I want to pull up right now is from a while back. It's a debate for the ages. Uh, It's when, (laughs) I'll just pull it up. I'll just pull it up. Okay, so here's the question. Are you one of the people who appreciate getting a heads up when there's a police officer sitting on River Chase Parkway? Or are you in the camp where you believe that people should not be given a heads up? I see both sides of the argument. I see that You know, if they don't want people to speed, they need to be able to give tickets. But I also see the other side where the police presence alone does cause people to slow down. So the question is, should people be made to actually pay to get the same effect as just finding out that they are there? So that's the Hot River Chase debate. It keeps coming up. What do you think? Let us know in the comments. And I just want to point this out that Justin Whaley in the River Chase group is offering uh, what I believe is an excellent service. He's seen a lot of people posting about how bad their trash cans smell, and I would be one of those. haven't posted about it, but I do have a smelly trash can, as I'm sure a lot of you do. He is offering to come by and clean out your trash can for you, get rid of that nasty smell. So I think that's a valuable service he's offering there. It's only 15 bucks per can. so. Reach out to Justin Whaley if you have a smelly can, and he'll come by and clean that for you. In case you missed it, the River Chase Residential Association sent out an email announcing to the community that the River Chase Lake will be dropped a minimum of 15 feet in effort to repair the dam and the road, Lake Forest Circle. We wanted to send this out so that you're all aware and not alarmed when you see this take place. This work is happening now, and the city is making great strides to get the project completed. So I know a lot of you have been a little antsy and uh, we've all been getting impatient to get that loop fixed around Lake Forest and they're making big strides to make it happen. It's a very positive thing for the neighborhood. And as far as the lakes being drained, we have a couple of people with very important questions in the the Facebook group. One person's asking, where is all that water going to go? Valid question. I believe it's going to drain into the Cahaba. There's your answer as far as that goes. Another person's asking, is that going to damage the wildlife? And... I think the answer is no there because they're not draining the lakes. They're only lowering the level of the lakes a little bit so they can repair the dam. So it shouldn't affect the fish or the swan or any of the other animals in the neighborhood. 
But these are all good questions, and I'm happy to see that people care so much about the environment and the wildlife in the neighborhood. All right, we got some other neighborhood highlights here from the Facebook group. Then multiple deer sightings just walking around in people's front yards. Looks like Nick Crowder's getting shout out after shout out after shout out for doing great work. So we love to see a resident who's getting the love that he deserves for offering a great product. So shout out to Nick. On August 24th, we have the River Chase Women's Club. They're having a kickoff with light appetizers for the River Chase Women's Club. So I think everyone's invited to that, if you're a female, of course. I believe their membership is open to anyone in the neighborhood, including Trammell Chase. Also members of the River Chase Country Club who do not reside in River Chase, as well as former River Chase Women's Club members, regardless of residency or club affiliation. So ladies in the neighborhood, if you're looking for a fun thing to do, it looks like the River Chase Women's Club is a great option. Oh, uh, shout out to Heather Jones Skaggs for writing a really cool book about the history of River Chase. I actually bought a copy of that a while back, right when I moved into the neighborhood. I saw it in an antique shop and I picked up a copy of that. And uh, it's cool to see that you're a resident and it's cool to see that you're writing about the history of our neighborhood. So I see that you're selling copies for 15 bucks. I think that's a great deal. So if you're looking for a book about the history of our neighborhood, it looks like the book's called Images of Modern America, River Chase Edition. So that's a really cool find there. I'm also seeing some people getting a little bit impatient about the Chick-fil-A renovation. A lot of people are asking when that's going to open back up. And it is a very long renovation, I have to say. It's taken a long time. So has anyone heard when that Chick-fil-A is going to open back up? I think that they need to stop dragging their feet and give us some delicious chicken sandwiches back. July was a big month, not only for River Chase, but for Birmingham as a whole. And what about Carly Russell? What's going on with that? I guess a lot has come out recently about that and uh, pretty controversial stuff. I don't think anyone saw that coming. You know, she's in our thoughts and prayers and everyone's coming together, donating money to her family. And then it comes out that it was all made up. She wasn't even actually abducted. There was no toddler. She set the whole thing up. She was on video walking into convenience stores, getting snacks together. So she'd have something to munch on as she's kicking back and just watching all these events unfold. So I think that's all that she got arrested. I don't know all the details. I haven't kept up with the story like I should have, but man, that is a, that's one for the ages. And you know, if you're going to make national news, that is not the way you want to do it, Carly. That is not it. That's a rough path to go down. And I saw where her attorney came out and said that she said she was sorry and apologized on her behalf. And then I saw an article come out about how Carly apologized, but it's actually not true because she didn't really apologize. I don't think that anyone's heard her say she's sorry or express any remorse at all. I think that her attorney said that on her behalf, but we haven't heard anything from her. So I think that she needs to come out and she needs to apologize for what she did because she got national media attention. She had search crews coming out looking for her. She's had people donating money to her family. So she absolutely needs to come out and apologize personally for what she did. What are your thoughts on the situation? Are y'all going to forgive Carly or are y'all still mad at her? Go ahead and drop that in the comments. What do we think about it? In case you missed it, the Country Club sent out an email recently with a golf course update. The new greens are currently being mown at 0.180 inches and planning to reduce to 0.160 inches this coming week. They're continuing top dressing, rolling, and mowing, and they're responding tremendously well. The driving range is undergoing a drainage project, and here's the update there. The project was delayed with storms this past Thursday afternoon and Friday. 
but the project is scheduled for completion this coming Monday. So this additional drainage will be a tremendous upgrade, which should deliver many more available days during the months when the Bermuda grass is dormant during the winter and early spring. The bunker renovations are going great. Actually, the bunker renovations are complete after the installation of the Better Billy Bunker System. Love that name. This is a huge enhancement to the aesthetics and playability. And the tee boxes have been stripped, leveled, resodded with zoysia grass. Finally, we have all the tees completed. We're continuing to top dress the tees, but they are all open for regular play at this time. So the golf course update is going great. It's coming along nicely. And this is just a reminder that the annual Sam Blast Golf Tournament held at River Chase will be October 5th through the 7th this year. So members are allowed to bring a guest to this one and it's always a fun time. So make sure you get registered for that. The next segment for this podcast is I want to go over the real estate review. So let's talk about the homes in July that went active and that sold in this neighborhood. For that, I'll do a screen share. So I'll pull up my iPad here. All right, guys, for our July recap, first, let's go over the homes that went active during that month. The first one we have is at 2098 Royal Fern. Absolutely love this home. I think it's so unique and I love the architecture. And it's at 4,700 square feet. And the asking is at 850, located off Royal Fern, which is one of my favorite streets in the entire neighborhood. And next we have 1235 Country Club Circle. This one's at 4,900 square feet. And this one's located on the golf course. I think the last one was too, actually. But yeah, I really like this home as well. I think it'll sell quickly. And the asking on this is 642000 Great kitchen. Next, we have 4000 Water Willow Lane. That one didn't technically come live during July, but we'll go ahead and include it in this video. It's 5,200 square feet. Looks like it's had a lot of updates on the inside. Nice lot. And it's at 639000 Next, we have 1533 Fairway View Drive, and it's also over 5,000 square feet. The asking on this is 589,000. Yeah, brick home, looks like it's on a large lot. I've driven by this one on the golf cart. It's a nice looking home. And here we have 2066 Bainberry Drive. It's 3,400 square feet. It's listed at 575,000 brick home. This one has a great covered backspace. I love the bed swing, nice fire pit. And then we have 928 Tulip Poplar Drive. Now this one has an excellent backyard, 574,000. And we're at almost 3,600 square feet. I remember reading this was a custom built home. Yeah, huge flat backyard, which is very rare in our neighborhood. And we have one, this is right around the corner from us. This is at 2008 Bridge Lake Drive, 2,900 square feet, 500,000 asking price. This one's had a ton of updates. I've seen the inside. And then lastly, as far as active, we have 2113 Cross Ridge Lane, 369,000 and 2100 square feet. We have a contingent offer on 2201 Bainberry Drive. Another home with a contingent offer is at 2116 Royal Fern Lane. It's uh, 3,700 square feet, 550 was the asking price. I saw the inside of this one, really pretty. And as far as what has sold this last month, the first one we have here is 1111 Country Club Circle. I walked through this one. Oh, it had an asking price of only 500,000 and look at that. It sold for 640,000. That's 140 over asking price. Another one sold at 2216 Bainberry Drive. Sold for 599,000. That's right at asking price. We had another one sell at 2401 Walking Fern Lane. 
The asking price was 439000 and that's exactly what it sold for. This was at 3,057 square feet. We had another one sell at 1917 River Woods Road. 434 was the asking price, 2,650 square feet. The next one that sold was at 2021 Shag Bark Road. It was 2,500 square feet, 394,000. When we had 872 Tulip Poplar Drive sell, it was 2,600 square feet and asking price was 379,000. So as you can see by these, prices have continued to increase. So if you're curious about what your place would sell for, feel free to reach out to me and I'll send you a free, no obligation home value analysis. I don't know if you know this, but I have an automated system that sends out an email every time a new home either goes under contract, is sold, or comes on the market in the neighborhood. So if you'd like to be kept in the loop about our neighborhood housing market, simply send me an email at drchaserealestate at gmail.com and I'll add you to that automated system so that you stay in the loop about our neighborhood housing market. I just want to mention that this podcast is sponsored by my real estate brokerage, HBH Realty, and our office is located right here in the Galleria Tower. So if you want to support local, that's how you do it. You pick a brokerage that's right here in your backyard. So we're not out of Estavia. We're not over the mountain. We're not out of Chelsea. We are a River Chase specific brokerage, HBH Realty, where we are built outside the box. Something you don't see enough of are really, really good marketing videos of a house. We have a videographer on retainer. So every listing that we have, he comes in and takes the most amazing professional studio quality videos of that home. He goes through and edits them in really creative ways. And people love to watch videos like that. You know, if you want to sell your house, it's great to see your home featured in a way that you can be proud of. It's not just posting it in the Facebook group and hoping for the best. So if you need me, I'm here. Reach out to me on Facebook or send me an email at drchaserealestate at gmail.com and I'll be happy to get back to you for anything that you need. I know a lot of you have seen my other videos that I put out and as you can see, I'm really focused on the investment aspect of real estate. Now, of course, I can help you buy and sell a home. That's the easy part. But where I really come in is the creativity of taking the equity that you already have in your home and finding ways to make that work for you by helping you acquire investment properties that our brokerage manages. We find the renters, we find the properties, so you can actually sit back and collect passive income. Real estate is one of the best investments out there. It's the most popular investment in America. It's a commodity that you know they're not gonna make any more of. The land that we have, it's the land that we have. So as far as a smart investment, that's one of the best one that you can make. So most people, especially in neighborhoods like this, are sitting on a pretty sizable pile of money and they don't even really know it. And I'm talking about the equity in your home. So if you'd like a creative way to put that money to work, send me a message at drchaserealestate at gmail.com and I'll be happy to come up with some ideas for how we can put that to work. As I'm sure you can tell, I didn't prepare anything for today. It's just me rambling about the neighborhood. But at the end of the day, I'm a huge fan of River Chase. I'm bullish on Birmingham, River Chase specifically. It's my neighborhood. It's where I'm raising my family. It's where I'm raising my little nine-month-old baby girl. I love living here, and my wife and I say all the time that we'll never move out. We'll just upgrade houses. So love being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being great neighbors. If you see me out around the club or driving around in the golf cart, flag me down. I'd love to stop and have a chat with you. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the River Chase podcast. I'll be back in the same format next month.